Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before you, your presence with singing, with with thanksgiving, with worship in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for all that have gathered here this noonday of September 2022 to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that we want to say goodbye to the old us, that we are starting a new thing, and it is being obedient to your word. We thank you, Lord, for what you're showing us, for how you're growing us up, how you are giving us the meat of your word, and not just the milk, that we may become the people that you purposed for us to be when you knit us together in our mother's womb. We thank you. We pray right now for those that are sick among us. Lord, you know who they are. We pray for Sister Fox on today, that you would cover her, protect her, strengthen her in her mind, body, and soul. We pray for the Purnells on today. Lord, we pray that you would that you would restore Sister Purnell to good health, that she may walk and talk and be with her family, that they may enjoy some more years ahead. We pray for so many others, Lord, Sister Lucy Robinson. We pray for Brother Robert Walker. We pray for others whose names we don't know to call, but we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for everyone that's on this call, every family that's represented by the person who's here standing in the gap for so many others in their community, in their churches, in their, on their jobs, wherever they may be, we say thank you. And we ask right now that your Holy Spirit come into this place and teach us. Be with us. Lord, speak through me that your people would hear your word and be inspired, encouraged, and that they would move to action in obedience to you. We thank you. We pray for everyone. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today our word comes from a very familiar passage in the Old Testament. It comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17. And yes, we are talking about the story of David and Goliath. It's a familiar text, but I think that the word is always relevant. And whenever we study the word of God, we can get something new every time. And so we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17, 
verses 45 through 51. Verses 45 through 51. And this is what the word says. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those who gathered will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. And so today, the subject of this noonday service is... A faith that works. A faith that works. The world around us, the people around us, cannot see the faith that's inside of us. But what they can see are the good works, the good deeds that you do because of the faith you have. Remember when, when we, you were first learning to ride a bicycle? It was all about balance. Many aspects of life are about balance. We need a balance between work and play, between our waking hours and our sleeping hours, and so on. We need a balanced theology as well. We need faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. Faith means that we believe God is. We believe that he is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. But the balance comes in when our faith is on one end of the scale and our works what we do because of our faith is on the other end so that the scales are balanced. Faith and works operate like a seesaw. 
up and down in a smooth movement of balance. But if one gets off, there is no balance, no smooth up and down, plunk, no more seesawing. James 2 and 17 says, Thus faith by itself, it does not have, if it, it does not have works, is dead. In James's day, some people spoke the language of Christianity. Like today, they talk like they had a lot of faith, but you couldn't tell it. You couldn't verify it by what they did. They did not have a faith that works. What about you? Do you talk your faith or do you live it out? Think about that for a minute. Are you all talk and no work? Throughout the Bible, we see men and women, average people just like us, who lived out their faith in the middle of the circumstances that they found themselves in. They weren't all special people, celebrities that God went and chose for any particular reason. These were average people. If you look at Hebrews 11, you see a host of faith heroes listed. People we know who found themselves living life and then God called them and interrupted all that was going on with them. Noah, who had never seen rain, had to be obedient to God and build an ark in the midst of the desert with people laughing at him and calling him crazy. And there was Abram, who became Abraham, and Sarah, his wife, who became Sarah. Together they traveled to a distant land. The Bible says that God would show them to affect the world population. Having a child when they were way past childbearing age. Can you imagine old Sarah? carrying a baby and what people were saying. Moses, who forsook all the comforts of Pharaoh's house in Egypt, a life of ease in order to save his people, and so on. Read it for yourself. And then at the end of Hebrews chapter 11, it says that all those people who obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Why? Because God had something better in mind for them, that they should not receive it apart from us. He wants us in on the reward. So God is giving you and me an opportunity to show off our faith by our works. The poet Edgar Guess once wrote, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather would 
I'd rather one would walk with me than merely show the way. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. We see this well-known story of David and Goliath. And today I want you to look at the story through the lens of the faith of David. That David did not just talk his faith, but he courageously, fearlessly, and almost recklessly lived it out. That is the kind of faith I'm I'm striving to have. That's what I'd like to be. How I'd like to be. Bold, fearless, reckless in our faith for God, in our obedience to Him. Not just out there doing something, being silly, trying to to make a name for ourselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about being obedient to God's Word. Being fearless because you know He is God and He's got your back. Not having confidence in this flesh, but in God Almighty. Chapter 17 begins by telling us that Saul is king of the Israelites and they are in a battle with the Philistines and a valley is between the two armies. The Philistine army isn't isn't doing a whole lot. Why? Because they have a giant man of war on their side named Goliath. He's nine feet tall, the Bible says. Nine feet tall, a man, nine feet tall. Think about that. Shaq is seven one. But beside Goliath, he would even look short. So imagine an average guy, an average soldier against Goliath. And not only was Goliath tall and big, but he was also decked out in all this bronze armor, bronze helmet, iron on his legs. All of this, his, his, the Bible says that his armor totaled about 125 pounds. So he was a big man able to carry a lot of weight. His spear was something about 12 feet long with an iron point. And he had a smaller spear called a javelin that was slung on his back. Goliath was the Philistines' army's assault weapon. He came not to just kill his enemy, but to demolish it. And that's how they were holding Saul out front to take the battle for them. Then here comes along David, just a boy probably a teenager, about 16 to 19 years old, somewhere in there. He was sent by his father, Jesse, 
to check on his three older brothers and to take them some food. Because remember, David's job was to take care of the sheep. But when he got down there, he heard and saw Goliath. Just as he was coming out to yell at the Israelite army, like he did twice a day, for them to send him an opponent to come out and fight him. He was smack talking to him. He cowered him down. He defied the Israelite army. In other words, he totally demoralized them, took away all of their confidence. You know how we do it. Muhammad Ali was good at smack talking his opponent until they were afraid of him. And that's what Goliath did. And David heard the men talking among themselves, discussing the situation. And he questioned them. Why doesn't somebody do something? That's the question that our faith asks. Each one of us, our faith is asking, what can I do? What works can I do? What resources has God given me? What gifts, what talents has given has he given me to use to impact the kingdom of God? What can I do? James 2 and 18 says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. David, of course, offered to fight Goliath, and he was taken to Saul who tried to give him his armor to put on, but it was too big. But David, full of the Holy Spirit, remembered how he tended the sheep, killing the lion and the bear that came after them. So he picked out five smooth stones and took his sling and his faith in the power of an almighty God, and he headed out to fight the giant. David had a faith that works. He did not just sit on the sidelines and talk. He didn't just pray for the men in battle, and prayer is good. But it needs to be accompanied by works. He didn't form a committee to discuss the strategy. What he did was 
He got in the battle. The credit belongs not to the critic or the man in the stands, but the credit belongs to the man in the arena because that man has a faith that works. So I'm saying to you today, what is it that you have that you can do that you aren't doing? You think you're too old? Look at Abraham and Sarah. You think you're too too young? Look at David, just a teenager. Do you think that you don't have all the skills and the talents? What about Moses who said he couldn't talk? God gave him Aaron to help him out. There are no excuses because God has everything we need. So I say to you on today, God bless you. Don't be afraid to get in the game. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for your word that reminds us that we should not just be sitting on the sidelines letting life pass us by, but we need to be in the midst of the battle fighting because you said, Lord, that we are your hands and your feet. You have given us the authority to impact our world. And not only have you given us the authority, you've given us the power and the strength that we need. If we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives, you've given us his Holy Spirit to empower us. That we may be the people that you would have us to be able to carry forth your word and your will into your word, into your world, Lord. And we thank you. We ask right now that you would help us to be fearless, bold, courageous, wise, Give us the strategy, and Lord, give us the victory. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen on today. Uh, We have finished a little early. Uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I hope the word has inspired you to get involved. I don't know what it is that God is telling you to do, but I know you know. It's between you and God. And so I'm asking you to deal with it, to be obedient to what it is God would have you to do. So enjoy the rest of your day, and I will pronounce our benediction.
Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. So be it. God bless you.